Thanks for checking out this episode of Business Black Belts. I really appreciate you listening and hope you get some great insights out of today's leader. Let's dive into the show. Welcome back to Business Black Belts. I'm Laura Hoover, and today we have another wonderful guest, Samantha McCord with Conscious Diaper. She's the founder and CEO. So big titles on your shoulders, but why don't you go ahead, take us through who you are, a little bit of your story, how you got to Conscious Diapers, the thought process behind it, just the whole little package. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much for having me on the show. Um, So, hey, guys. Hello, listeners. My name is Samantha McCord. I uh, started a company called Conscious Diapers. It's an online marketplace for baby diapers. And uh, the reason that we started it is that we found that this industry is highly unregulated, believe it or not. Um, The things that you're putting on your kids should be uh, checked for everything that you could possibly think of. But baby diapers, for whatever reason, is the exception to the rule. So, Um, Baby diapers are only required to be free from lead. Uh, Baby diaper companies are not required to disclose ingredients. And we just thought this was insane. So we took all of the baby diapers on our marketplace. We've completely audited them with what we call the conscious score, which is five pillars. So we take ingredients into consideration, their environmental impact, their human rights, animal rights, and of course, the performance of the diaper because nobody has time for a leaky diaper. Um, But yeah, so we are a U.S.-based company, and I got the idea because I personally am plant-based, and um, the original idea and the big picture of the idea is that it's going to be a marketplace for all products. We just started with baby But I find it very difficult as a person who's plant-based and cares about where my ingredients come from and care how the product is made, making sure that there's no human slavery or child slavery in the making. Um, It's almost impossible to know. So we're ripping off the Band-Aid of the supply chain and making sure that these brands are held accountable for what they're doing. Yeah. So take me a little bit through about... So you mentioned that because something like diapers isn't regulated, how do you find out that information then? Are they, because I am not a person who has a child who needs diapers. So I am very ignorant in, in the ideas of finding information about diapers, but how does one go about finding that initial information? So it's really hard, actually. I feel for these parents, I think that a lot of these brands do their best to keep parents in the dark. Um, just to increase their profits and, you know, reduce costs. But what you can do and what we've done is that we've partnered initially with brands that are uh, socially conscious, taking that into consideration through manufacturing. That's part, part of their value proposition. And we do exclusive interviews and exclusive audits with the brands themselves. So I have behind the scenes access to anything and everything that you could imagine about these brands and they are willing to go public with this information. And for the brands that are not, you know, partnering with us directly, or maybe we're finding the products through a wholesaler, we are taking what's public information. So if they are not listing this information publicly, we're erring on the side of caution and basically telling parents, hey, this is traditionally what we're finding in these brands. This is what we found in third-party reviews and third-party tests that are public. And this is what you should look out for. Is Because you say a lot of these companies try and keep people in the dark, and thus you're partnering with the more you know, aware and conscious companies, 
Was there any challenges along that way to find specific partners? Or was it just, you know, like, continuously hammering, like, this is something that we need, this is something that we need, we need to get, you know, through this? Or was there just, just, is that just like a wall? Or just, they're fine sharing it, just you have to actually ask. I think that it's uh, a mix of things, right? I mean, you have brands that, like I'd mentioned, that's their value proposition. So they're willing to share all of this and they want to get that out there. Uh, The brands that maybe it's not so forthcoming, um, yes, it's difficult. I mean, you have to reach out and and try and speak to whoever will talk to you. And most of the time, you know, you don't get the answers that you're looking for. And that's where you'll just basically tell the parents, like, listen, like, we've done the research. We've taken the time. We've spent hours and hours trying to find these answers for you. And the brands are just not getting back to us. So in that sense, you can understand that this brand possibly, maybe they don't have the resources to get back to you and actually give you this answer and they have these answers or it's possible that they're ignoring you, right? So it's just not readily information, readily available information to these parents. Has there any been, or has there been any other kind of challenges besides that, that stonewalling per se? Or, or is that just pretty much like the, the main hump to get over now that you have partners? I think that as a first-time entrepreneur, um, speaking to probably a lot of people that are listening to this show, there's umpteen challenges. You have a challenge every second of every day. I don't think that there's a, a minute that goes by that I don't run into some sort of roadblock, some new challenge. I mean, 98% of what I'm doing today, I've never done before. So you're taking brand new skills, you're constantly reading, you're looking where you can find um, success because success leaves clues. So finding people that have already been successful building marketplaces and people that are already successful evaluating brands because there are people doing it maybe in the fashion arena or maybe they're looking at specifically cosmetics. So I think that when you talk about challenges and are there other challenges? Heck yeah. There's lots of challenges. I'm constantly challenged every day, but that's also why you're doing what you're doing because there's a problem to be solved. So we're taking a look at, um, these parents are busy. They don't have time. They don't have time to do all of this research and most of them don't actually know. And if you take a look at even a baby diaper, it's something so simple. And so almost like mundane, right? Like a baby diaper, but A baby diaper actually lives in a landfill for over 500 years. It does not break down. It's got a crazy amount of CO2 and methane that comes from it. It has an insane impact, but it's a necessary evil. So making sure that parents are educated and entertained and understand what's going on with this product that their baby lives in for Unless they're running around naked outside, they're in a diaper. So they need to know this information. It's very important because a child's skin is so much thinner than an adult's adult skin. So if you just take one pillar of the ingredients, which I would say is one of the most important pillars, if you have something like a phthalate or you have a flammable material or you have a chlorine bleached pulp in the diaper, no. you're putting that directly on your child. And we're seeing issues like you know, uh, eczema, we're getting rashes, kids are having weird reactions to some of these diapers. So we're doing our best to make sure that parents understand 
why it is we're doing what we're doing and it's challenging and we want to take that challenge away from the parents so we take the work up front so that we can make shopping sustainably as convenient as possible so you also talked a little bit about like you look for other people who've had success like maybe fashion maybe cosmetics expand a little bit more on that like where where do you go to to find success like do you read a lot of like entrepreneurial books do do you listen to a lot of podcasts um talk to people in the industry or is it just you know like following different brands and you know expand a little bit more i mean i think that it's like almost unlimited right i mean my beginning my beginning teacher and i don't know if that's many people but my first teacher was tony robbins So he was actually the one that inspired me to take the leap and become an entrepreneur. I was working for a company um, doing sales. I was totally killing it. Had the nice apartment, good car, like, oh, yeah. I think that you have everything once you have the right income. And then at the end of it, I reached all of my goals and realized I was unfulfilled. And so I started to do some soul searching and realized that really where my heart is, is making an impact for the rest of the world. And, and what I want to do is I want to make sure that when I'm looking in the mirror every day, I'm happy with who's staring back at me. And he's one of the people who actually taught me how to formulate your dreams, create the plan, and then take massive action. And so I'd say that he was my very first person who actually taught me to look for these success trails from other people. And um, I mean, shoot, I can't even tell you how many people I follow. I mean, Eric Reese with the Lean Startup, Hacking Growth. We have Simon Sinek with Start With Why. Um, These are just a few books I think that every entrepreneur should read. We have, um, I mean, also on the spirituality side, we need to be balanced, you know, so making sure that you're connecting with your yourself every day and doing mindfulness practices to um, be in alignment with the universe. So, um, and of course, not everyone, you're not always aligned. You're always kind of, there's a lot of bumps and bruises along the way in entrepreneurship. Yes. So you're constantly knocked out of the way all the time. But being able to come back to your center and really keep focused on your ultimate goal. So, that's a long-winded answer to there's so many ways that I learn. I mean, I'm constantly, I'm not a, a good reader. So throwing it out there for any entrepreneurs out there who maybe have ADHD or have a hard time reading. I do have a hard time reading, so I do Audible. Um, yes. So that, that's how I actually consume information is through listening. And that's my way of learning. Um, so I have an Audible subscription and I'm constantly just pumping in books, um, and then also looking at the old, old, old text. So reading um, Machiavelli's The Prince right now, mm-hmm. and then also uh, the next one will be The Art of War. So Art of War is a good one. I, that, that yes. Personally, I, do, I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy The Art of War, um, but it's interesting to, to make those connections within that text, but... The classics are yeah. always good to, to go back to. Well, that's, again, the, the success leaves clues. And there's always patterns in everything everyone does. And, and in history, you look at the recession that we're facing today. It's happened before. You know, yep. every 10 years, we have a recession. So what happened last time? What are we going to do different this time? What are you going to do different this time? What happened? What's happening in your business today that's already happened for a business in the past? 
read the Harvard, Harvard Business Review. Check out what they did differently and maybe why they failed or why they succeeded. You can learn from both. So there's something else like on the other end of this entrepreneurial like aspect, right? So you have the, the front of your business, but you also have the employees behind it. So yeah. how, how have you how have you managed that as well? Because I, I I assume coming from even a managerial role to be now a CEO and, and, and almost directly responsible, even more so than being even in a manage, manager role of people. Like how do so you build I'm, that team as well? Yeah. I've never been a manager. Also something for the entrepreneurs out there, or maybe you're wanting to become an entrepreneur. You're like, I don't have managerial experience. I have nothing. I mean, I was a water polo coach when I was 19, I think. And that was wild because it was like 30 girls in the pool at one time and a lot of crying and like, that was crazy. Might've been more challenging than having a business. No, I'm just kidding. But um, I think that, you know, so I never wanted to be a manager. I never had the opportunity to do it. I just never felt inspired to do it. I was like, why would I do that? And I think that the biggest thing is because you didn't have the why in you. Like I didn't have that, that feeling of this is my this is my goal. This is what I'm looking to do. Like, this is my mission. You know, I made my mission statement. I started this business because it came from my heart and from my soul. And I think that that's how you lead. You know, it's not about being a manager. It's about being a leader. And there's a big difference. And why people want to join and follow along. I had, you know, I, I guess we could ask them, but I hope. It's because I inspire them to make a difference. We have, a, you know, I don't hire based on experience. I hire based on values. So we sit down and we have our interviews and we talk about how we're going to change the world. What are you passionate about? Are you passionate about uh, the environment, animals, ingredients? What's your jam? Because we got five. And you can focus on this and you're going to be able to take whatever you love and no matter the position, no matter what you're going to do, no matter the job, you'll find a way because it's, it's what your passion is. And that's the ultimate thing. And I think that it's so hard to find, but if you find your thing and you know what your thing is, stick with it and the, the position will come. True. Okay. Here, here's a little bit of a oddball because you haven't come from a, a management position or that theoretical leadership position, like, how did you grow into it then? Because that is a big step in and of itself. And that takes, you know, a lot of time. I think it's still evolving. I don't think that you really ever stop growing into being a leader. And I don't really ever sit here and think like, I'm a leader, you know, like I'm going to yeah. lead my team. Like, I don't really think like that. I have something I'm looking to do. I need a group of people to do it. I need a community of people because you can never do anything alone. Anybody that thinks that they can do everything alone is sadly mistaken or they'll stop growing. Um, and I've realized this since I was a young person that community is everything. Um, and it's not really stepping into my leadership role or, or thinking how I'm going to do it. It's just knowing that I need these people and I want them to feel inspired and happy and excited to come work with me every day and so I try and create that environment to cultivate our tribe I mean everybody says their tribe right whatever it is the, yes. the conscious diverse tribe um that's where we, where we stand like I'm really just 
focused on them following their passions, reaching their goals, and they have to align with what I'm doing also. And so that's why it makes sense. That is amazing. That Thanks. that sounds like just a great community that, that, that you have built. Absolutely. Like, I mean, the business sounds like a great community that is it that is always ongoing being built, but then like behind the scenes, just as equally as, as amazing. Thank you. Um so with with that said, what do you do on on the time away from thinking strictly about business? How how do you relax? How, how do you have fun? Like get away and enjoy like just being able to let go. That's a good question. So I just got married, so that took a lot of my time. Um, I would, yeah. So I don't know if you call that free time planning a wedding, but that's what I did in my free time recently. Um, but what do I do for fun? Um, my now husband and I, we hang out all the time. Um, so my down, down time, like where I'm just totally vegging, I love The Office. I think I've watched The Office like 10 times through. <laughs> I don't know why, but I still laugh every time. I feel like I see something new every single episode. Um but yeah, I mean, we don't really have free time. Let's just put it that way. This yeah. work-life balance idea, um, I do think you need balance in your life. But if you're an entrepreneur, it needs to be your passion. And so when it becomes your passion, it becomes a blend of your life. It's a work-life blend, you know? Yes. And so you're constantly doing something for your business. You're constantly thinking about it. There's always something comes through, a challenge pops up. So I don't really know that we have too much downtime. We live next to the beach, so we go to the beach often. I love the ocean. Um, I'm just like, you know, if it's downtime, like having a glass of rosé and sitting at the ocean and hanging out is a, a great way to, to unwind. Um, is there any, um, kind of going as wrapping up just a little bit, is there any advice that you would give to people on a similar journey of, of starting their own business or becoming the, those young leaders or already older leaders, like looking for a new fresh uh, idea? Is there any advice you would give them on, on, on their path to entrepreneurship? Good question. Um... I think that if you are looking to do something new, something you've never done before, whether it's starting a business, getting a promotion, quitting your job and getting a different job, young, old, whoever you are, something that I've learned along the way is that you're going to mess it up. It's bound to happen. There's going to be things that you totally mess up. You're going to lose time. You're going to spend time on things that you're going to look back and be like, dang, <laughs> why did I spend time on that? But especially for the entrepreneurs out there that are, let's say, okay, for me, like my profile was, you know, quitting a very cush job. I was making a lot of money and like very comfortable to saving all of your pennies and bootstrapping your own company. Um, I would say just what I said before, success leaves clues. Make sure you know why you're doing what you're doing and that it makes your heart pitter-patter. Like you're into this. This is your jam. This is your thing. Um, also, be careful with what you spend. Make sure that you understand your runway, understand where your money is going, what you're spending it on and why, 
And there are times where it makes sense to spend it, and there are times where it just doesn't. So don't just spend to spend um, because you have to understand that what makes you uh, an entrepreneur is that you're creative and you find a way. So it's not always spending money that's the answer. And you also only have so much of it until you get an investor. So um, I would say perseverance and you just keep going. You know, I, there is a, a story of um, Suzuki. He had his plant exploded. Uh, I think his plant was like burnt to the ground. I mean, I don't know how many times that this guy was supposed to be out of business. Like it was bombed in a war. I think it was four or five times that he completely lost his plant, but he kept going and he's still a brand today. So imagine if he had given up one time before he wouldn't have had what he had. He wouldn't even have this yes. legacy that everyone wants, right? Legacy in your business, legacy in your person, yeah. legacy with your family, whatever it is. And the reason that he has it is because he didn't give up. So you have to really want what you want and you have to have, if it speaks to your soul and it speaks to your heart, you go and you go and you don't stop till you get it. Yes. I, yes. Yeah. I'll get off my soapbox now. Thank you for doing my <laughs> TED talk. <laughs> well, I mean, you're right though. You, you got to want what you want and you got to go after it. Like, it just is what it is. Like, you, Definitely. if you have a passion, you have to pursue it. Yeah. yeah. And so, it has to be a passion. It has I mean, to be, yes. So if everyone wants to get in contact with you, whether it be more questions about, you know, what's going on, like emotional advice, I suppose, entrepreneurial advice, or just looking into your business a little bit more, is, is LinkedIn the best way? Is going to the website or email the best way? So there's a couple ways you can get a hold of us. Um, you can follow us on social media. So we're most active on Instagram and it's at Conscious Cypress. You can come to our marketplace and um, take a look at what we're up to. You can send us a message via the contact area. It's just ConsciousDiapers.com. And of course, I'm on LinkedIn. So just look me up. My name will be, I'm sure, in the show notes. So send me a message on LinkedIn. We can connect and talk about stuff. And, you know, we're really focused on, um, you know, making that impact and helping parents understand what's going on. And something that I didn't mention up until this point is that, even though, you know, we're trying to help parents understand this arena of baby diapers, we understand that there's no perfect diaper out there. So what we've also done is we've taken for every five diapers a baby uses, we plant one tree so that by the time a baby is out of diapers, so a baby uses 7,000 diapers in their infancy and they actually emit every year an, uh, an American 14 metric tons of CO2. So with the calculation that we have, we're actually able to offset the CO2 of a baby for life after they're out of diapers. So when a child diapers with us for their entire infancy, by the time that they're out of diapers and they're potty training, they're actually CO2 free for life. So no perfect diaper, no perfect process, no perfect anything, but we're looking to also create a generation of CO2 free kids. See, now that that's amazing right there. Well, thank you, Samantha, for coming on Business Black Belts. I hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day. And to all the listeners out there, have an equally wonderful rest of your day. Thanks again for listening to today's episode of Business Black Belts. Should you want to see more content on both the show, marketing, and business in general, feel free to check out my LinkedIn. 
Thanks. <laughs>